A wise man adapts himself to circumstances as water shapes itself to the vessel that contains it. That is a Chinese proverb. Welcome to episode 148. The topic of this week's episode is Got Payroll? My guest this week is Charles J. Reed. Charles is an author, certified public accountant, U.S. tax court practitioner, member of the Internal Revenue Service Advisory Council, and the founder of Get Payroll. Charles is an accomplished senior executive and entrepreneur with more than 50 years of financial leadership experience in a broad range of industries. Mr. Reed's companies have provided full-service payroll services, payroll tax services, and other payroll-related services since 1991. Hi, Charles. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, it's so exciting to speak with you. I'm very excited because I've never had anyone um, in your profession on the show before. So I think this is going to be very valuable to the listeners. Um, and I see you are a former Marine, which I am a ex-Naval officer. Um, and you have, yeah, you have a lot of stuff going on that I think is going to be very, very valuable to everybody. At least it's valuable to me. Um, so how I usually start the show is I ask my guests to tell the listeners who you are and how you come to be the Charles that you are today. Surely. But one, one, one comment up front, of course, we both, both the Marines and the Navy are part of the, parts of the Department of the Navy, as you know, as a Naval officer, uh, as my father was. Of course, the Marines are the men's department, but, you know. <laughs> I grew up in, in, I'm a Midwestern boy. I grew up in Iowa. My, my father was a Navy commander and a long way from the ocean, but uh, reserve officer. Uh, went to high school, skipped a year of high school, graduated early. Didn't want to go to college. Had hated high school. Uh, bored out of my mind. So I went to the Marine Corps. Uh, boot camp, um, then transferred overseas. Spent a uh, tour in Vietnam. Uh, and when that first bullet went whizzing by my left ear, I said, Charles, what are you doing here? <laughs> it was a life-changing experience, I promise you. Uh, came back, uh, was stationed in Kansas City, met and married my wife. Uh, Ruth had five children when I married her. Uh, I claim insanity. Uh, found that the business community didn't value my military experience then. And they still don't. Yeah, I've we can talk about, about that. that a number of times, <laughs> all the time. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's a matter of they've never been there, so they don't understand. Right. Those of us who have been there understand. Yeah. Anyway, so I went to college, got my uh, BBA and my MBA, sat for and passed my CPA exam while I was still in graduate school. Um, 
went to work for Texas Instruments, spent 15 years working for businesses large and small, did turnarounds, did other things, got a lot of good experience, and then uh, realized I was never going to run a major corporation. I don't have the political skills. I'm unwilling to stab people in the back and toss them off the ladder. So I'm never going to get to the top of a major corporation. So I'm going to run one like my father did. Uh, I'm going to have to start my own. So Ruth and I started our own firm here 30 years ago, 1991. And uh, we've been successful. Ruth has passed. She passed six years ago. But uh, uh, we're still growing and having fun. We provide uh, payroll services to small and medium-sized businesses. It started out as an accounting firm as well, doing taxes for personal and, and business. And then I sold off the accounting practice to my partner about 10 years ago, and I now concentrate on payroll. Still do some taxes for friends and acquaintances, but uh, mostly payroll and payroll taxes. And we're kind of a really experts on that now. Wow, that's very interesting. Just your um, your journey and on the show on Trina Talk, that's one of the things that really interests me with my guest is your journey, not so much as what you're doing, but I, that, but I also like to hear the journey and um, you like me, it's funny because I've, I could have that conversation forever, how corporate just doesn't know what to do with military people. You know, they don't value us. They don't, they don't understand the the value that we bring. Um, so nope. that's been my fight. And also after spending, you know, years in the military and then actually in corporate as a IT person, I did like you did. I was like, you know, I'm never going to make it to, you know, mahogany row, don't want to, and I'm better served using my skills to work for myself. So yes, totally understand that. Um, So what was it that made you make that decision? What was the impetus that you said, you know what, I'm done with this? Well, I, I've been working for JC Penney's. And uh, we got into a disagreement. They wanted to move me again uh, back to the wilds of, of eastern Arkansas. And I had no desire to go back to some little town in eastern Arkansas. So I said, you know, I, I got a contract here. And they said, we got a floor full of lawyers, so help yourself. Mm. And I'd gotten real tired of my life being at somebody else's whim. Uh they could tell me what to do, when to do it, how much they were going to pay me. And if I didn't like it, I could leave. I don't like that. I, I don't like being living in somebody else's whim. So uh, I said, bull, you know, I'd watched, I grew up in a family business. Uh, I, my parents worked together, uh, which when I started my business with my wife, I found out that's not really natural. <laughs> work with your spouse, but that's a whole nother story. But I, I got real tired of, of living at somebody else's whim and I was in my early forties and I just said, enough's enough. Uh, I can do it better. I, I can, I can provide services to, to, to people and I can be successful and uh, I'm smart. I'm educated. I'm experienced. Uh, I'm a CPA. I opened my own shop. So uh, I bought a franchise uh, franchise, went. I was working for them after I left Penny's. I was COO for a few months, bought the original store. It was a mobile accounting service with a payroll sideline. 
And uh, a year later, the uh, franchisor went belly up due to mismanagement. <laughs> <laughs> so Ruth and I just changed the name and kept on going. And 30 years later, here I am. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I just don't like, if somebody said, Charles, we want you to come work for you, this company. The only way I'd consider it is that they gave me 51% of the voting stock. I hear you. Other than that, I, I don't care who it is. I'm not interested. Yeah, I hear you. I, I love it. Yeah, we're kindred spirits. I like that. So as a CPA, you said you used to do taxes. Now mm-hmm. you're a payroll um, firm. You help small right. and medium-sized businesses. Go and tell the listeners exactly how you help them. Because when I think about payroll, just the layman, I just think about, you know, the people who actually, you know, I'm sending, I'm a business. I send my accounts over to you and you um, separate that for each employee and send it out, take the taxes out and whatever. So tell the listeners what you do. That's the start of it. You send us the hours they've worked and what, what you want to pay them per hour or their salary. And, and we take that information, but, we then calculate the correct amount to pay them. We calculate all the correct amounts to withhold. We make all those deposits for you. We file all the forms uh, with the state, with the federal government, with local if need be. Uh, we're responsible for that. We make sure they're all done on time. They're all done properly. Uh, and when the IRS makes a mistake, and they make millions of them every year, we solve that. Because we take a power of attorney from our clients that lets us uh, represent them to the IRS and advocate for them, unlike most of our competitors, which means that I'm a CPA. I've, I've spent the last three years on the IRS Advisory Council. I know these people. I've met the. I've had lunch with the commissioner of the IRS. Chuck's a nice guy. I've met all the commissioners of the various business entities and their assistants. And we've spent the last three years helping them solve problems in the IRS and and create new things and so on. And I've been doing this for 30 years. In many cases, when I'm talking to the IRS, I know more than they do. (laughs) So because I'm specialized and they get shifted around and and they're new and uh, budget's low. They don't get the training they should and they don't have the people they should. And so and with COVID, of course, it's it's a mess. But so we're compliance experts. We make sure everything's done right. In fiscal 19, the IRS issued 13 billion, that's with a B, dollars of employment tax penalties. Wow. The average small business gets hit. 40% of every small business gets a penalty for employment, for taxes, and it averages $800. And what, yeah, so, what is that penalty and why? How does that happen? Late filing, late depositing, arithmetic errors, sending it to the wrong place, computer errors at the IRS, uh, interpretation errors at the IRS, things not getting opened on time, things getting lost. All, we, we, get, we get mail literally every day from the IRS, and most of it is nonsense. Mm. Most of it is things that we just write back and say, here's the copy. Here's where we filed it. Here's the correct calculation. No, you've misinterpreted this. You didn't understand that. You're not looking at the form. Yes, this adds up. Uh, Here's where we made the deposit. Here's our proof of it. I don't know why it's not in your file, but here's the proof that we made it on a timely basis. 
and so on and so forth. It's a lot of minutia uh, that uh, you could handle as a taxpayer if you knew all the ins and outs. And if you knew all the IRM, IRS manuals, and if you knew the people to talk to, it's, it's, we're, you're outsourcing a problem to us that if you had the education and the time and the training, you could handle. I mean, it's not rocket science. Well, this is not brain surgery, okay? This is uh, forms and, and numbers and simple arithmetic, but it's dotting the I's, crossing the T's. That's what CPAs are good at. You know, we're, we're professional nitpickers. So um, this is what we do. And then we know how to make the IRS admit <laughs> that they made a mistake, that they're wrong, and they need to refund the money or abate the penalty on and on and on and on. And since we do it, we also are professionals at this. So when it's your tax money and the IRS is accusing you of doing something wrong and you didn't do it, you get upset and you have a tendency to raise your voice and say things to them that you might not say if it was somebody else's right. money. So uh, we can present your case. We can advocate for our clients uh, very effectively. Uh, my staff is amazed. One, one day I was talking to an IRS examiner in New York, and we chatted for half an hour talking about grandkids. So when we got done with that conversation, we went to the business piece we were discussing. Now, she has a lot of discretion, they all do, of what they can do and say and allow things or abate things or not and so on. So after a half hour talking about grandkids, how do you think she viewed me? Oh, you were her, her okay. buddy then. Exactly. As opposed to a taxpayer that's screaming at her that she's a no good <laughs> rotten witch that's trying to steal money from them, okay? So... It, it allows us, and then and we know the law, and we know the rules, and they sometimes, you know, we have to explain it to them. I've, I've had to teach them the law on more than one occasion uh, because they weren't experienced in it. They're new in that spot or haven't been in a different department, and they don't know everything that I know after 30 years. So, you know, it's it's fun and games. It's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think anyone considers the IRS fun and games. And you and I talked about my issue and I'm, I'm, I'm that person that would be like, <laughs> you know, so yeah, maybe next time I need to talk, I'll call you and you can call them for me. Let me call them for you. Exactly. <laughs> Cause I was trying very, very hard to be very nice and not upset. Cause I was like, okay, if I'm nice, maybe they'll push things along. Uh <laughs> I'll be honest when it's my money, and they've screwed up my payroll taxes or my taxes. I'm not near as nice to them. <laughs> so you're just like uh, all of us other mere mortals then. <laughs> Absolutely. When it's my money, I get pissed. They're stealing from me. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's just, it's not fun. So for, and I'm not at that point yet, but I hope to be soon. So when a small business, um, how does a small business know when they need to hire you? Frankly, the when, when you incorporate and you are an employee of your corporation or you file your LLC as a uh, S-corp for tax purposes or you hire your first employee, you ought to call us. Okay. It's not worth the effort. Okay. 
I don't make my own cars. I don't build my own house. I don't sew my own suits. I outsource that. Uh, you know, I outsource, we all do. We shop at the grocery store. All that's outsourced. We, houses are built. Cars are built. Uh, you know, I don't paint. I don't even mow my own lawn. Right. I outsource that. Okay. So if you're in business and you're good at what you're doing and you're focused on that, your time is so important. Why waste it on minutia? Yeah. You don't build your own telephone. You know, uh, you don't write letters by hand anymore. You use computers. Uh, you know, all these things, uh, you, you outsource, you speed things up and to take on this task, which you could do, you could learn. Absolutely. You could learn. But why? Right. So, I mean, you know, I'm incorporated why? my business. So you're saying me, just a party of one, I could call you and, and do it. Or should I wait well, till I hire one person? Okay. See, since you're incorporated, mm -hmm. you have to pay yourself compensation. Okay. So you can't just take draws and some people do, they just take draws. Well, that's illegal. Mm. Uh, you have to take W2 compensation and file your 941s and your W2 and your 940, your state unemployment, all that has to be filed. Mm. State revenue, state withholding, all that has to be done, depending on the state and the locality you work, you live in. So if you're not, doing that, but you're making money at what you're mm -hmm. doing, uh, you got another problem. We'll, we'll talk offline. <laughs> but no, I, I, so where are you based at? And, and do you go all over the United States? Um, yeah. How do people we're, find we're, you? We're just north of Dallas, okay. uh, but we, we take care of clients in all 50 states in the District of Columbia. Okay. So that, as you can see on the backdrop, it's get payroll, getpayroll.com. Uh, if you want me personally, it's cjr at getpayroll.com. Okay. Oh, I'm writing that down because I may I may have to call you. <laughs> I'll be like, Charles, help me out. I need some help. Oh man. So so yeah, you're so you're this tax leader. You know, you've done all this stuff. You you financial. I saw, I think on your website that you also teach at a high school. Do you still do that? I taught I, I taught intro to business every morning for five years at the local high school before my wife had her first stroke. And, and that was a blast. I, I'd go in, you know, 8.30, teach for an hour, then come to the office and work a full day. But working with the young kids, uh, it, it was a blast. And, and I really enjoyed teaching. I en enjoyed teaching more at high school than I did at college. I've been an adjunct professor off and on for many years. Uh, but teaching in high school, um, and of course, in school these days, it's, it's, it's more liberal than it was. I was the only man in, in, in the school that wore a tie and a coat. Mm -hmm. The um, assistant principal <coughs> wore a tie, but never a coat. Mm -hmm. No other man in school wore a tie. So I taught in a tie and a coat. It would get hot, I'd take the coat off, but I'd leave the tie on. Uh, and my students, when they spoke, they stood up and spoke. Mm -hmm. And I addressed them as Mr. or Miss So-and-so, and they addressed me as Mr. Reader, sir, and you know, military. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to do that. <laughs> and that's the way it was. And we had a great class. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't have problems. but I And I brought in a lot of business people, a lot of uh, really sharp people from the community, the congressman, the superintendent, uh, local business people, 
uh, all kinds of things. And they really appreciated uh, the fact that I gave them the unvarnished truth. Mm-hmm. No, no bull. This, this is how life really is, guys. One of, one of my favorite things was in the spring at the, the appropriate point, I had an assignment form. They were all to go home and ask their parents what their parents were going to leave them when they died. You have never seen a group of more abashed high school students in your life. Their, their parents, for the most part, said, leave you <laughs> something. You're going to take care of us when we get old, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And these kids had never thought about this. Right. Yeah, all of a sudden, life has slapped them upside the head and gone, wow. That's what I have <laughs> to look forward to. <laughs> exactly. So we had a lot of fun in class teaching intro to business and all the things associated with a, a survey course like that. So it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. Now, when you're, <clears throat> when businesses come to you for their payroll or tax advice, whatever that is, what is maybe a common theme or common mistake that you see businesses making? Well, new businesses particularly, uh, tend to pay in cash, tend to think that, well, everybody I can just pay is a 1099. I don't have to withhold and give them a W-2. And, you know, I just treat them as independent contractors. And the Labor Department estimates that 70% of all businesses in the U.S. misclassify workers. Okay, 70%. Either as independent contractors versus employees or hourly versus salary. So all those things you've got to learn because you're probably doing it wrong. Okay. You're either not paying them properly and you don't have a choice. You don't get to choose. Hmm. You don't get to say, oh, you're an independent contractor. There's a whole body of law and rules and regulations and court cases that determine whether a worker is an employee or an independent contractor. And it changes. Oh, wow. Uh, there was a whole new set of regulations that was implemented under the Trump administration, supposed to go into effect March 8th. Hmm. On March 8th, the Biden administration canceled them. Wow. And they're proposing a whole new set of rules. So if you're a business owner, you don't know from day to day or year to year what's right or wrong. We, you know, somebody like us, we keep up on the trades. I get five emails a week from the IRS on different aspects of (coughs) taxation, five every week. And I read them. (laughs) Sometimes I put them on my nightstand (laughs) to cure insomnia, but you know, (coughs) excuse me. Um, So we keep up on it. We take the trades, we deal with people. We have, we go to conferences and I have continuing professional education and so on. And we keep up on this stuff as a business owner, you can't, and the rules change. So that's the biggest mistake small and new businesses make is, is classification uh, and, and paying people as independent contractors. It's just, it, and, and it can be very, very expensive in terms of penalties and interests. And then for small corporations, like, as you were saying, they're not paying themselves correctly. Yeah. Either. yeah. <laughs> God. I don't know. I'm you're depressing me, Charles. <laughs> it's all curable. So, so in just simple, quick terms, what is the difference between uh, 
general contact director that you would give a 1099 to or someone that you would give a W-2 to? Well, there's 20 common law rules that are the basis, English common law rules that have come over to the U.S. But it basically comes down to control. Hmm. Uh, Can they substitute somebody? When I do a tax return, if I have one of my people do it and I sign my name to it, that's my business. You, You don't get to tell me I can't do that. Okay. If you can tell me I have to do the job and only I, then I'm probably an employee. Is it an ongoing relationship? Do I show up every day? You know, if I just come in to wash the windows once a year, I'm probably an independent contractor because I'm doing it with my tools, my training, maybe my professional designation, all these things that set me aside. I'm a C for me, I'm a CPA. I have a license from the state. Uh, I do your taxes once a year, or I do your payroll, you know, once every two weeks. I'm not there. I'm not integral to your business. I'm an important thing, but I'm not part of your business. I don't produce your podcast. I don't select your guests. I don't do the editing. I don't do all that. That would make me more like an employee because I'm critical to your business. My uh, um, customer service reps, they're critical to my business. They're a part of it. Uh, and without them, I'm, I have a real problem because I can't do it all. I promise you. So they're employees. So it that's the control factor. Uh, it's behavior and control and, and financial uh, wherewithal. And do they depend upon you for a living? That's another thing. So, and it's a preponderance of those items, not just this one or this one. There's 20 common law rules that the IRS has tried to break down into three areas and that's been thrown out and re- it gets, it gets adopted and unadopted, but the, the courts go back to the 20 common law rules. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. You just made my head explode. So <laughs> it's, like, it's like, okay. Uh, but you're also an author. Tell us about your books. Well, it's all in here. Everything about independent contractors. Okay. The payroll book. A Guide for Small Businesses and Startups. Wiley published it uh, late last year. <coughs> it's, I like to say it's 30 years of experience distilled down to 95,000 words. Uh, and it's for small businesses. And these questions you're asking are all answered, uh, along with a million other things to help make payroll simple and easy for small business people. Uh, you know, if, if you've got a 500-person company, you've got a payroll expert. You've got somebody like me on staff <coughs> that you're paying to oversee all this. And uh, you, don't, you don't need me. Uh, we do anywhere from one person up to several hundred. But at some point, uh, bigger companies take it in-house. But for the small business or the startup, the book really gives um, a lot of good essential knowledge. Uh, and it, it points out a lot of the pitfalls. There's a lot of horror stories in there about things not to do. Uh, the the guy that had the business and he took all, he had a corporation, he took it all as uh, drafts and didn't take any compensation. And the IRS came back and said, no, uh, you have so much and we're going to reclass, recharacterize that as income and you owe all the taxes that you didn't deposit plus penalties and interest. <sighs> plus late filing and late paying and everything else. 
very expensive. Oh my goodness. So these, these are the kind of things that I point out that if you go through it and, you know, pick the areas that you need, there's some areas you won't, uh, it, it will keep you from getting in as deep to the IRS as you otherwise might. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to get that, but what's the, what's the title of that book? Again? The title is the payroll book, okay. a guide for small business startups. It's available from while it's available from Amazon. Wiley's the publisher, but for your listeners, uh, if they'll go to the payrollbook.com, which is the site for the book, and enter in in the discount code podcast, we will send your listeners a free book. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to be the first to sign up. And <laughs> <laughs> again, so that discount code is podcast. So P-O-D-C-A-S-T. So Absolutely. everyone out there, that's for the payroll book. So, man, I mean, this is just... This is so interesting. It's like I can talk to you forever about this because I'm like, wow, okay, I didn't, I didn't know that. So I was thinking about this. So the payroll processing company is it ADP? APD? Yeah, that's that's the biggest okay. of them. Yes. So are you guys doing the same thing? But you said they're bigger. So are they like you were saying where the big big companies have them? They they do the big big companies do their okay. own. Okay, okay. They they're a direct competitor of ours. We have a couple of things going for us. I'm a CPA and a U.S. tax court practitioner, and I'll talk to clients. Mm. Uh, you can't get a professional at ADP. You'll get payroll people, mm. but you won't get a CPA or a tax court practitioner. And when you call ADP, you're going to get a call center, mm. and you'll never talk to the same person twice. Yeah. So. You know, and and they do, they they don't do bad work. I'm not saying that, but when it comes down to compliance, mm-hmm. if you've got a problem with the IRS, you want a professional. Yeah. You don't want a payroll clerk or a payroll clerk supervisor. You want a tax professional that can advocate for you with the Internal Revenue Service, right. uh, and that's that's what we do, and that's our unique selling proposition. Mm-hmm. We're compliance experts and we have the professional cri- uh, credentials to, to go along with right. it as well as the training and experience. Yeah. So where ADP is strictly, they're just processing your payroll. You have that extra specialty where, yeah, you're talking to the IRS. You, you have probably legal on your staff or, you know, the ins and yes. outs. Of- well, I, I'm, I'm a U.S. tax court practitioner. I have a bar card with the U.S. tax oh. court. Even though I'm not an attorney, there's a couple of hundred of us that are specialized enough and have gotten taken the exam and gotten approved as tax court practitioners by the U.S. tax court. So I can represent you or any of my clients in U.S. tax court, even though I'm not an attorney. Okay, so I, I know, and that's a, I'm glad you answered that because that was my next question. What exactly does that mean? So basically, you're a tax attorney, but not an attorney. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Now I can't, I, I can't practice in district court, but I can practice in the U S tax court. Wow. And I do really, I'm very successful so far. I haven't lost one yet. I'm sure I will at some point, but so far I'm, I'm, I'm perfect. Wow. <laughs> hmm. So how much does your services cost? Like for someone who wants to hire you or does it depend on how many it depends on it depends on how often you pay, how many people okay. you have, 
some other things that go into it. it it's, it's a lot less than what your time is worth, I promise you. Yeah. Okay. And and we'll we'll give a formal quote to anybody once we know their exact circumstances. More than happy to. <clears throat> We're not a bait and switch. We're not a nickel and dime operation like some of our competitors are. You ask for another report, we'll just generate it. We won't charge an extra two bucks right. per payroll for it. And so <laughs> That's two dollars per page. <laughs> and and our competitors do it all the time. And and I, I it just it makes me cringe. Wow. So in, in this instance, this is where it's good to go with the smaller company because you're getting more personalized service. Yeah. And, okay, I, I did this one time as a, as, a, as a joke. I tried to get a hold of the president of ADP. Uh-huh. And the switchboard explained to me that he does not have a phone. Once, I, once they determined I was really trying to reach the president of ADP, because I said, I want to talk to the president. They said, the president of what? <laughs> When I said the president of ADP, oh, he doesn't have a phone. I know she's lying to me. He has a phone right. on his desk. I promise. You. Okay. He can call out anytime he wants. But as a client, you can't call him. You call my company, ask for Charles, you'll get me if I'm in. He doesn't have a phone. If not, I'll call you back. Right, right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. See, yeah, I'm just, I'm cringing at these stories here because I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't want to be one of those people. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Oh my goodness. So with our listeners, like you say, you know, you're like, get contact you as soon as possible so that you don't yeah. go down that, that road of the one gentleman that you said that, you know, they're like, okay, you owe us this, this, and this, and this, and now you're, you're owing the government a million dollars. We, we, we get a lot of those that come in and go, I got this problem. Fix it. <laughs> and I go, all right, let's sit down and take a look at it and we'll solve it and then put them on payroll and keep it from happening oh, again. Goodness. So do you have offices all over or are you just, you pretty much, you can work remotely like all, we, all of us. We, we used to have multiple offices, but we've consolidated it all back into to, to the Dallas area. There's just no reason right. to, with technology these days, to be everywhere. Uh, I can talk to the IRS from anywhere. I can talk to any office. Uh, tax court's always in Dallas if I request it. Uh, <coughs> on and on and on. It's right. just, there was a day, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, yeah, why spend the money in the space? Yeah, most of, most of the payroll goes out direct deposit or debit card. You know, we send checks for some people, but... Uh, you know, it's electronic. The world, uh, the, in, believe me, in 30 years, I've seen technology change a bunch. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah, and the fact that you've been in business for 30 years, that says something, you know, to me is like, wow, that means you really know what you're doing to actually sustain for 30 years and be successful. So that's that's the great thing. Um, it is. And so I have one question, me being a techie. So I have one question that's kind of off the beaten path, but I want to ask. So um, you've heard of like the payroll diversion schemes that um, hackers do. Have you heard of those? Sure. So yeah. what, what are you doing to prevent that? Well, how could you tell people that, okay, doing business with us is going to be safe and secure? Well, payroll fraud is a huge problem, uh, internally and externally. And by outsourcing it 
you increase the security of it substantially. Uh, the records aren't there for people to touch and play with and look at. Uh, in many cases, there are no check stubs anymore. It's all direct deposit. It's all online so people can get their information, but only they can get it. Uh, everything's encrypted. We deal directly with our banks. Uh, we, we draft your funds as a single as a single item. So there's not checks floating around. Uh, check fraud is a huge, huge case. So we, we recommend that you don't do checks. Yeah. Uh, direct deposit is a lot more difficult to commit fraud on. So, and, and we're part of, part of a national association. So, you know, <clears throat> the checks that we do issue are uh, very, very high grade with all kinds of security features. Uh, the, the banks we work with understand ACH and, and we, we just don't have the problems that small businesses have trying to do it themselves. We have very, very sophisticated software uh, we're, we look at this stuff all the time. We get, we probably get two or three fraud tries a mm-hmm. week on us. And we've gotten very, very, very good at, at, at avoiding them. Uh, we've had one loss, uh, from fraud in the last 10 years and it was less than $2,000. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when the banks say, well, they're worried about the risk and so on, I go, Hey, my loss ratio is a lot better than right. your loan loss ratio. I promise yeah. you. Because we do literally hundreds of millions of dollars of mm-hmm. payroll, okay, if, if not billions. Uh, and we just don't have losses because we're concerned. And, and our uh, encryption and our software and our oversight is, is geared toward that. We, we know what happens. We, we see it all the time. We get, we get fraud attempts all the time. We just don't allow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. You know, and like I said, me being a techie, I'm always telling people, everyone, businesses, that it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, because hackers are everywhere and they're always trying. So any yes, little yep. crevice that they can get in, they're going to try it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're going to try it. So, and we also aren't the target that ADP is. Right. Exactly. Yep. 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 Exactly. They have a big target painted on their back. We don't. <laughs> exactly. All right, Charles, we're going to get into our questions. Are you ready? Uh, I hope so. <laughs> you had to think about that. <laughs> okay. I'm gentle. Have no fear. Have no fear. Everybody, every time I get to this portion, people's faces change and they're looking at me like, oh my God, what is she going to ask? I'm gentle. I'm okay. All right. Question one, who or what motivates you? Wow. Frankly, my motivation comes from my military background, the discipline that I developed from my father being a naval officer uh, and four years in the Marine Corps. It, it, it taught me that the, the mission is the thing to accomplish first. Mission, men, self, in that order. And so my mission is to provide payroll services to as many small businesses as I possibly can and have fun doing it. Mm. And that's motivate. I get up and I, I enjoy coming to work every day. Nice. What demotivates you? Big egos. People that are smart ass that think they know everything 
and, and want to tell me how to do my job. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, go away. Go away. Go away. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need that kind of aggravation. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good? After the military, uh, I interviewed with an insurance company here in Dallas, and they told me that my military experience, I was a computer programmer. I was a systems engineer. Uh, IBM trained me. Uh, the Marine Corps sent me to IBM for training. Uh, I'd been working on COBOL, uh, and I had moved from 1401, 1401 to 360, auto-coded to COBOL on the Joint Unified Military Pay System. <laughs> Huge fiscal mm-hmm. system, right? And this rinky-dink insurance company who was moving from 1401 to 360 told me that my experience didn't apply. Wow. Yep, they do that. It's the only time I ever told a recruiter that he was poor. <laughs> uh, the company went bankrupt about 15 years later, and I always blamed on that damn recruiter because he was hiring the wrong people. That, 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 uh, that got me to go to school, get my degrees, and led me to where I'm at. So I, I, owe, him a, I owe him thanks. Yeah. But he's probably dead by now. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. What is your fear? That I'm not good enough. Mm. Okay. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Oh, there's a bunch of them. But we're not going to go into them. <laughs> Just give me a little one. <laughs> <laughs> well, a little one. I don't know. I, you know, um, I was married for 45 years and there, there's things I, I wish I'd done. Uh, but uh, I don't have any big regrets. Okay. okay. So what about this one? Is there a time you wish you had not done something? Yeah. I wish I hadn't compared my wife's applesauce to my grandmother's. Uh-oh. What happened? Yep. <laughs> So for the next 45 years, I did most of the cooking. <laughs> Teach you. <laughs> Teach you for saying something. That taught me, a, a, well, you know, I, that's where I learned, you know, happy wife, happy life. Yes. Mm-hmm. What is your definition of success? And it is not talking about your wife's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> success is internal. It's not money, it's not position, it's not titles. It is success is being happy with yourself. Yes. Not content, but happy. Yeah. Enjoying what you are and what you do and how you relate to the world and your fellow man. And if you're happy with your philosophy of how you do those things, that's success. Mm, I love that. How do you recharge? I read. I don't watch TV. Okay. I, I've given that up. Most of it's garbage. I read. I read all the time. I, I love to read. And I, I answered a, a Haro today about that. And man, with reading, if you like to read, you can educate yourself on anything in the world. There's books on it. Anything. You name it. There's books. Yeah. Read. You, you can learn to do anything. Yeah. 
What legacy do you want to leave? The Rotary Club of Dallas Foundation, I'm a Rotarian, I have been for 25 years, has a scholarship fund that I funded, uh, and it's the Ruth Reed Memorial Scholarship Fund. And that's where my wealth is going when I die. Uh, the business is going to my employees, but the house and the, the building and investments and retirement is all going into that scholarship fund because I loved Ruth more than life itself. Oh, so touching. And so she is going to be my legacy. Uh, the, their will for the foreseeable future be scholarships every year in her name. Wow. Wow. And the scholarships are going to go to who? What's the criteria? We have a uh, high school that we mentor students at and provide scholarships. And it's to uh, deserving uh, students there that need help with college. Wow. Beautiful. That's very, very nice. Give the listeners one motivational takeaway. There is never a traffic jam on the extra mile. Go the extra mile for your clients because your competitors won't, and that will make you successful. Wow, I like that. Uh, so tell the listeners how they can connect with you if they need your services, they want your book. Give us the whole nine yards. CJR, Charles J. Reed at getpayroll.com is my email. The phone number is simple, 972 353 Zero, 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 zero. It's the only good thing GTE ever did for me. <laughs> the book is available at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, other fine books, uh, uh, stores where other fine books are sold, or at thepayrollbook.com. Uh, and your client, your your listeners, input the discount code podcast. We'll send you one free of charge. Wow. Uh, courtesy of Trina. <laughs> That's right. I'm not paying the shipping and handling, though. <laughs> Nope, we'll pay it. Wow. We'll pay everything. It's free. Well, Charles, you know what? This has been an amazing conversation. I, I really thank you for being on the show, for giving me some laughs, maybe making me cry too once I get off of here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really found, you know, your wisdom and your knowledge very valuable. And uh, maybe we can talk about how, you know, Businesses don't use military people and don't value us. Maybe that can be another conversation for another day. Whole another conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, but no, thank you for being on Trina Talk. I, I'm glad you, you know, you honored us with your with your expertise. My pleasure, Trina. Thank you for having me. Thank you. If you like Trina Talk podcast, please don't forget to go out to iTunes and rate it five stars and leave a review. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination.